name is Bob Deboo, and I'm very happy to be here with Ruben Rogers. What's up, Ruben? Uh, what's up? What's up, hey, Bob? Hey, great to see you. As always. Right, good to see you, brother. Man. Always good to get to some bass today again. Oh, wait, wait. Are we supposed to say that? Are we not supposed to? Okay, so yeah. bass stuff. Bass stuff. Hey, hey. But um, yeah, all bass love here. We're here to talk about some uh, bassist deserving wider recognition today. Mm. Yeah, yep, we've got yep, we've got yep. three amazing bass players in mind that we're going to talk about today. Um, and these are bass players that, you know, likely if, if you've been checking out music for a while, and I'm talking to the listener here, um, if you've been checking out this, this music for a while, you're probably familiar with these names, but maybe right. not. Mm-hmm. And then kind of in the bass right. world, it's, it's another thing, you know, where we talk about, you know, the big, mm-hmm. you know, the bigger names, you know, we talk about you Paul know, Chambers. I mean, and, yeah. Yes, you can have the Ray Browns, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Charlie Haydens, obviously, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, but I, 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 there's, there's a why there's a whole a big list of bases that we could uh you know mm-hmm. do uh, we could do about like 20 of these oh right? it was it was so <laughs> hard to narrow this down right? today yeah, absolutely <laughs> and we could do yeah we but, could keep but going. The, the biggest part i think we want to take from from listening to these these bases mm-hmm. is that i mean the more music you listen to the more it's just mm-hmm. you know you just you're able to just soak it all in and it goes into you as i always say into your pores and it comes out some kind of yeah. way and you know there's some things that you may like and there's some things you may not like, but it, it, I still think you should listen to as many, you know, musicians as you possibly can. But as far as in basses for our bass players out mm-hmm. there, as much music, as much bass styles and personalities that you can listen to and hear mm. and soak up, it the better. Yeah. Because, as I said, you know, and it's okay just to, to, to listen. There's some things you may not, you know, it might get be into because but the next person may if you, you turn them on to it it might inspire them a certain kind of way and vice versa so absolutely you know open you know, keep your ears open and we're just this is what this is a start of it i, I love that yeah <laughs> and uh, don't judge you know don't judge it off of one mm-hmm. recording or even if you right. read something about another bass player and you're like oh that, right. that's mm-hmm. probably not for me but you don't do your own <laughs> investigation that's on that's yes. on you you know so yeah i no love doubt. that listen to as much sure. music as you can all kinds of mm-hmm. different styles and today we're just right. talking. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, famous, you know, for lack of a better word, jazz bass players. You know, uh, yes. recorded mm-hmm. that have been recorded, um, and mainly upright players. Well, this all today is upright yes. players for sure. Yeah, today's gonna be upright. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So let's let's we'll open door number one. We're gonna talk about. Here we go. Mr. Wilbur Ware, famous yes. bass player from Chicago. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, played with tons of people. Played with Sonny Stitt, Roy Eldridge. He played with Sun Ra, which I didn't know that, but I was looking that up. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. either. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of course, people know mm-hmm. uh, Wilbur Ware from you know Sonny Rollins' recording "Live at the Village Vanguard." Um, mm, yeah, with Elvin Jones on drums. Ooh, yeah. Oh, oh so much good music there. Um, mm-hmm. So let's give a listen. You want to? Should we? Should we listen? Listen to some music, Ruben? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. Let's it. Do All it. right, cool. Make sure I'm sharing. Oh, so I 
know this is a podcast and y'all can't see us smiling, but man, I love listening to music with people. I could just let that play forever, obviously. Oh my gosh. I love hearing wow. Elvin on that too. Oh. I know oh. that's Elvin. If y'all don't don't know, that's that that's Elvin <laughs> back there getting his you know, just in the music boy doing his thing. Yeah. Boy, I love it. Oh. You know, those big, broad, beautiful oh man. You know, I used to always tell a lot of students about about Wilbur and this his rhythmical ap- approach. Okay. You know, I mean, he, the way he he just attacked rhythms and, and stated these big uh, I don't know these the phrases that he would use. I mean, they, they come very natural to him. But uh, I would tell a lot of musicians or a lot of bassists who were trying to figure out phrasing or, or using you know uh, different rhythms in their in their um, in their solos or even their bass lines mm-hmm. to check out some Wilbur because he, he was very bass centric. Mm, you know what right. I mean? Like he would play a lot of roots and things right around the chord, but the, what made him, you know, besides his humongous fat, mm. broad sound was the way he used his rhythm. Yeah. You know, I mean, he had, it was just, uh, it's, it's incredible. Our, it's incredible. Yeah. It, it makes me mm-hmm. smile immediately when I hear that, you know, anytime that no record doubt. comes on, I'm just like, this is huge, but he mm-hmm. is playing, He's drumming on. He's drumming the bass. You know, like he's. he's yeah. <laughs> there's so much. You, you hit the nail on it. It's it's just so much percussion, you know, coming out. Yeah. So much rhythm yeah. and like dancing coming right. out of him, mm-hmm. and the way he's interacting. Yeah. He's not just doing it. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's all interactive dancing. It's just man, right. beautiful Wilbur right. Ware. Hello. Beautiful. All right, let's. What's next? We, do you want to check out? An, do you want to check out another one by Wilbur Ware? We'll, we'll just, yes, we won't, please. We obviously won't have time to play all of it, but we're gonna put up a Spotify playlist to go along with this, with this podcast, okay. so you can check this out um, together and hear more of the recording. But this this one I'm gonna play next is uh, from a Kenny Drew album. This is Wilbur Ware with Paul Chambers. Kenny Drew, great piano player, of course. Uh, not to be confused with Kenny Drew Jr. Right different so this is but you said kenny drew kenny this is with uh kenny drew uh, with paul chambers you said paul sorry, oh did i say with, paul uh yeah you said paul chambers you mean philly joe, uh, i mean right? philly joe yes slip of the tongue thank you <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to like navigate this screen navigate yeah yeah you know. yes my bad uh this is of course wilberware but with philly joe jones on the drums this is kenny mm-hmm. drew uh kenny drew trio from an album called pal joey and the track is called ladies of tramp yeah. Let's put it on here. Yeah. This is yeah. good. Up. Really hip cover oh. to check it out. No, it's that was wrong. There's that big fat sound again. Mm. Can't can't get away. <laughs> How is he doing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that man. Mm. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. So consistent. But, yeah. So consistent. So you, you, you were saying the left hand. We've talked about this a little bit before. What? Mm-hmm. What? Yes. Okay, so Ruben, how is he doing that? How is he getting that sound? What's the left hand? I mean, I, don't, <laughs> I mean you know, I mean, I guess it could, so much to that, right? I mean, depending on the pressure, how much pressure you put mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just being, you know, the curve in your hand. I mean, it's, there's so much. And that's a that's a mystery to me sometimes because I, I feel like we we all do it a little different mm-hmm. right? Right, right and and i think uh we all come from the same place but i think it's also that way with 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 your right hand like the combination of both somehow kind of brings out your natural you know thing mm-hmm. in the way you your sound comes out okay. you know mm-hmm. uh uh, but obviously, I think it starts having a good left hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being able to have have a good firm grip of right. the, of, of the <laughs> instrument and being able to press it, and and, and the pressure between your, your your obviously your thumb and 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 the rest. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's I'm I'm holding my hand up like people can hear me. <laughs> Let me see me. Yeah. There it is. Sorry, but uh, uh, but um, but yeah, I, that's 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 an involved question. Can, can you answer? Oh it? come on, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> cool no but really and truly i think it's a very personal thing sure i think from it's a very personal thing from person to person mm-hmm. how that how that comes just the, even just the makeup of your fingers especially even with the right hand ah. the makeup of your fingers how your calluses have 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 you know come about over the years right. um because i've seen musicians Three basses get on the same instrument with seemingly the be- the same kind of technique right. or similar or close to, and have much different sounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I, it, there's no science to it, but definitely it starts with, with having a good left hand. Hey, you know? hey, I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. here, I'm gonna just solve this problem right now. I have Ruben tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Here I come. I'm sure there's somebody who could explain it, but after I, I, seeing so many bases and and how different people go, and even though you know we all have that similar kind of left hand, mm-hmm. we, we know we're trying to do a certain kind of, but it's a little different here and there, and maybe it's just that little difference makes that makes it you know you know because yeah. obviously you know a lot of those bass players back then you know weren't you know classically trained mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. they or they 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 got on the gig just a lot like the rest of us you know we played like. Two weeks in, stop playing, mm. and you did it from the gigs, mm. you know, and his, and and that's that rawness you hear from from Wilbur Weir. Mm. I don't know his his background like that, mm-hmm. but that rawness, he, he didn't he didn't get he didn't he wasn't taught that in any school oh, or whatever. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. The school, on the bandstand, trying, you know what I mean? To cut so, through too, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so, anyway, okay, so yeah. Wilbur Weir, um, yeah. that's the first one, <clears throat> and the the next the next gentleman we're going to talk about was a name not familiar to me until just a couple years ago, actually. I stumbled upon this mm-hmm. record uh, by Chico Hamilton called Man from Two Worlds, um, yeah. which, uh, of course, has great Charles Lloyd on it, and I'm going to mm. mispronounce his name. Help me. Gabor Sabo on guitar? Are you familiar with him? Zabar. Zabar, Zabar. I think it's called. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, it's. I can't remember yet. I didn't mean to put you on the th- spot. Those, I just didn't, never, never heard it out loud. So, <laughs> But, yeah, those two, two uh, musicians, uh, I mean... I've had the opportunity to play with um, Charles Lloyd for I mean I don't know how long maybe 15 17 years something mm. like that for a very long time and he's talked about both of those musicians mm. extensively the whole time like he'll he'll just give them praise you know he'll have stories from here and there I can't even well, remember some of the stories but but he'll he 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 had a, a serious affinity for both of them well we haven't uh, even 
I hate you to know? cut you off. We haven't said the bass player's name yet, though. I don't think. Oh, we haven't. I'm said sorry, it yet? but we were talking oh. about. Uh, you were talking about the guitar player who I'm going to mispronounce. Oh, okay. But the bass player we're talking about is Albert Stenson. Yeah. There Albert we go. Stenson. Thank you. That didn't mean. See, I was so excited to talk about him, and I didn't even know oh. you said to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were just saying uh, with Charles Lloyd, he would talk about those two gentlemen. Uh, please, yeah. please continue. Yeah. But no, let me, uh, to, to, to wrap it up, I mean, uh, Chico Hamilton, this is the first, this is the first uh, track that you're going to play. Mm. Um, this is the band that they play was those four um, Charles Lloyd uh, Zabor and uh, 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 Chico Hamilton and, and, and Albert yeah. am I missing somebody? No. Charles Lloyd yeah right? no it's quartet yeah for sure this one <laughs> quartet so uh, yeah they 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 spent a lot of some good time together it was, it was his first uh, Charles first um, I think he was the, the musical director or something. He, ah. he, a lot of his tunes, yeah, like Forest Flower, Chico recorded. Mm. You know, so yeah. um, I think it was one of his first, not his first, but one of those gigs that kind of like got him out there and onto the the scene where he he ended up uh, meeting a lot of musicians yeah. and, and whatnot. It's seeming interesting. You know, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Let, let's listen to some of this. This is Albert Stenson. This is blues medley from Chico Hamilton's Man from Two Worlds. Here we go. Yeah. started it. Okay, so that's just a taste of blues medley. Yeah. Which I'm just going to play a little bit in the background here, but okay. You know who who else is actually very influenced by by Stinson? And I talked to him about it. It's Larry Grenadier. Ah, wow. Okay. Think about you think about it. If you hear hear that that kind of like prowess that 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 Larry has in mm. his playing, that makes sense. I'm yeah. That makes that makes a lot of sense. It's that forward, that rhythm, the huge sound. And yeah, right. that mm-hmm. fearlessness, huh? Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. Just this punch you in the face type sound, mm. and, and you know. <laughs> but it's you know it's all there, and I never you know why why we're we not all talking about Albert Stinson. You know, there's obviously you know. There's recordings. He didn't get to record, you know, live live a full like really. He didn't make it to to live a long life. Is what I'm trying to say. No, no. Do we, do we know how when he when he uh, when he passed at all? We, he was in tri- his. I'll do that trivia in a second. Yeah, I think he was in his 20s. I believe he was yeah. around 24, right. perhaps, is what I read. But, wow, right. really young. Yeah, yes, really super young. young. Wow. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, just huge sound, huge rhythm too, and just yeah. I mean, obviously but, they're uh, playing blues, but so much blues coming out of his yes. little fills. 
and then his yep. beat sitting there with Chico. I mean, it's just, oh, I love it. Yeah. No doubt. Cool. What else you, what else you got So here? we got another one. Stinson. Yeah, we've got another Stinson. Stinson, excuse me. Album. This is from a Claire Fisher album. And again, you can check all this out on the, the we'll put a Spotify playlist up to that'll be available for this. This is uh, from Claire Fisher's Surging Ahead. This is Billy's Bounce. Mm. And we're checking out right. Albert Stinson. Give us more blues. Let's check baby. it out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this one's hotter. Uh. Uh. Ooh, the bass saw front of the It is. Uh, it's Check out his solo. I'm just going to jump to the solo. I'm sorry, Mr. Fisher. Okay. Let's check this out. And another name deserving more attention, Claire Fisher. No, not doubt. Let's see. All right, here he comes. Albert Stinson. It's funny to hear. Uh, I, I knew I knew that was Philly Joe playing drums, mm-hmm. uh, just from his cymbal beat, but also the way uh, certain bass players would have to pull pull Philly because he would have that oh. this little lag, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A little lag. Somehow with with Paul Chambers, Paul Chambers would sometimes go with him, right? And it, and then the, okay. the, the tempo would come come down a little bit. But mm-hmm. certain ba- uh, bass players, like mindfully Sam Jones or something mm-hmm. like that, they would. They would push the beat a certain kind of way to make sure Philly yeah. stays, you know. But you could still hear like the natural tendency 
for Philly to kind of like lean back, and I could just hear that Stinson's is like, no, nah, it's right here, bro. Come on. Oh yeah, right here. Let, here we let, let me we turn are. this back we up. Are. We got to hear that. Oh no, he's sorry. <laughs> yeah, this walking. Yeah, he's like he's driving the bus big time. That's that's beautiful. You know, I hear I hear mm-hmm. even in the solo there too. I hear um, mm-hmm. like something sounds familiar, almost like a, a Scott Lafaro esque type of you know some oh, of the yeah. phrases that he's doing, and you yes. know the prowess of course. All those guys. I mean, they were all on the West Coast together mm. between, uh, you know, you know, from Red Mitchell to 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 Scott LaFaro okay. to, um, uh, to to Stinson. And, you know, there's a couple other guys, even Charlie, Charlie Hayden. Hayden. Charlie Hayden was was part of that whole crew, too. Mm. And sometimes he that's a beautiful thing, how he he was able to find his own voice amongst all of that. But all of them were in that little same crew because you can hear those all these same influences, yeah. you know. Um, and as a matter of fact, uh, I wanted to make sure I say this before we get off. There's a book that I pulled from my archives. Okay. I'm here in New York, and I have all kinds of interesting things when I was, you know, uh, bass geeking out over the <laughs> past 20 years. And there's this book called The Jazz Bass Artist of the 1950s. Oh, I'm not familiar with it's, that. It's a book called, just what it says, uh, by Dave Hunt. Dave Hunt. And um, this, it's funny that we're doing this podcast. I just happened to be, you know, packing up some stuff, trying to purge some things, mm-hmm. and this book came. And I, I remember going through this, I, I, I've had this book for many years, but but it's actually a great um book if you if you care at all and 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 it's a lot of the bases that we've been talking about over the years they have like little snippets of their careers Uh and and it's like so random that that we're actually doing and that we have been talking about and i'm like oh yeah i don't remember this this is probably why i know this is some of the things i've uh, the trivia besides my own research that i know about some of this stuff from this interesting book so once again it's called jazz bass artists of the 1950s um, by Dave Hunt. Oh, I've got to check yeah. that out. And so it's they the ult- they talk about Albert Stinson uh, in there. You know what? They touch on on just that crew. Oh, That's okay. What, that, that like they they don't they don't. Uh, I don't know, think they go into depth about him per se. Wait, let me let me just make sure. Uh, and I didn't mean to cut you off. Red, you might have said something about the publisher too, or about to say it. I, I don't know. Dave Hunt. Dave Hunt, Dave Hunt is, is his name. name. Okay, gotcha. And and uh, the publisher with, with Virginia. Well, I guess it's his wife. Maybe huh. I don't know. Cranston Publications. Cranston Publications. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, they. I mean, they have Leroy to talk about Leroy Vinegar oh, cool. in here. Oh, cool. Okay. Also. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know about. They have all. You know all the cats too, but they also have this. I, guess, I hate to kid. This the basis deserving of wider recognition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the subcategories yeah. too. So yeah. So check it out, man. Okay. It's nice. I'm gonna have to pull all that up. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So anyway. Okay. So that was that was a little bit about Albert Stinson. Is there is there any can 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 I probe a little bit? You know, like you've you've had this uh, this time with Charles Lloyd, uh, and mm-hmm. he's talked about Albert Stinson. Is is there any anything else further that that you've heard from him that that you're cool sharing here? I mean, I think he 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 just the main thing he would say is how special he was. Just you know, he the prowess he had on the bass, mm. and and how special he was like a truly special musician and soul oh, wow. and it, he was kind of like you can't really explain it sure, you know sure. you felt it you felt it every time you play with mm. him 
And, you know, and, and he was just an untimely death, you know. He died way too young. He, he was just in the beginning of his development. And, and what we could, what we knew, we, you know. So sad. What we, mm. yeah, we just didn't hear what, what would come next, yeah. you know. And to, to, to think that that's what was coming, you know. Already. Same thing with Clifford, same thing with Clifford Brown mm. and, and many others, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Scott LaFire, obviously, also. Of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> All of them. Oh, <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Man. All right. So. Let's move on. We've got our last bassist of this episode, bassist deserving mm-hmm. of wider recognition. And this mm-hmm. is one that, that probably folks are familiar with, too. Uh, you've probably heard mm-hmm. the name. You, if you've put on, you know, records, you've probably heard him. If you're not yep. aware, yep. Richard he, Davis. Mas- Richard yep. Davis. Yep. Master edu- ed- educationer, uh, edu- educator. Sorry, mm-hmm. educationer. But master educator. I think he was, is it Wisconsin? He, he's, uh, I think so. He's the uh, base teacher there. So. Or, or maybe he... I've, or maybe he's the instru- He's like the head of department or something. For years, though, Google he's that. been uh, for very, very active. long yeah. time. Yeah, very active. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. That's very cool. Have you have you had much uh, or any interaction with with uh, Richard? I've Davis? only been around him like twice. Okay, and and the one of the times were actually it was funny. We were in Detroit for the Detroit Jazz Festival, mm. and this is maybe ten years ago or something like mm-hmm. that. And we. I, he was coming out of the elevator or getting in the elevator no coming out of the elevator with his bass and i was in my bass and he was like hey young buck and then we like <laughs> you know i mean, luckily i was like i knew who he was and he was like yeah and we just had a nice a good like 15 minute conversation like where he was like you know he get, he gave me that time you know I, which i kind of he was and he was focused too he because there was people kind of carting him trying to get him to go to the festival sure. he was like no nah, give me some time on i'm talking to a fellow ba- young bassist there. i want to talk to him and oh. and he was that was the the one like personal time i was able to like spend but he he, he just that he gave me that presence like in that moment and just meeting me coming out of the elevator i could imagine that's just how he was all the time oh, wow. you know what i mean mm, you know yeah. uh and i appreciated that a lot about him but uh, but mo- mainly I just know him from from, from the records. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a really cool story. You just stop and that's that's a bass player thing to do, though, right? I mean, we're we're all looking out for each other, and you know, yeah. If no you see another bass player, it's mm-hmm. like family, even if you don't know him yet. You know, so <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, he he, Hope, he showed hopefully. me that. He, uh, that that's a a long yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> it's not always, but yeah, <laughs> for the most if, part, if, you know, if the per- if the yeah if. <laughs> Yeah, if the person's you know all in their phone, I mean, like, uh, oh hey, what's up? What's up? I gotta, I gotta take the gun. Just, just be cool. <laughs> so <do I. laughs> just be cool. Let's listen. Let's listen to <laughs> let's listen to Richard Davis. <laughs> this is uh, from an Andrew Hill record. Uh, Andrew Hill, of course, great, amazing piano player and uh, composer. This is from the album Black Fire, mm. and the track is Black Fire. So let's check mm. this out. This is really cool. It's Roy Haynes on the drums. Really interesting uh, combination of musicians here. Yes, fabulous, fabulous combination. Thank you. 
such Ooh. inspired. I, I hate to turn this down, <laughs> but the Un, yeah, man, unbelievable. The interaction and just the, you, you know, please. yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just no, gonna no, say we, that go the interaction and the spontaneity, and they've all got each uh-huh. other's back, but they're doing their thing in, individually as well. It's just mm-hmm. man, what a beautiful balance of creativity and it, oh. What came to my mind just now listening to, to, to Richard Davis, and I've always thought about this, it's like obviously he got to a point in his career, right, mm-hmm. where his choices, the choices he made on the bandstand mm-hmm. uh, musically separated him from the next man, right? Okay. And people hired him for that, mm. okay. right? Yeah. Because because it it it. It's like it's going to be different. If Richard's playing, it's going to be different. He's going to bring his what he thinks to the to the thing, and he's going to make it sound good. It's going to be his way. Right. And and I I think it's it's not many music not many bass players are able to get to that. Right. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Because we 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 feel like we we, we are like we we have we're in service to the music and fulfill a role. You know, like maybe a, fulfill yeah. a role, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, which he's still doing. I'm not saying and, he's not. So, but yeah. He's still he's he's fulfilling the role, but the thing is, is he he knows how to. He's on the line. Yes. He's still he's still he's doing it. Mm-hmm. He's fulfilling the role and doing what he can. But he's he's interjecting something very personal mm. that's make that's lifting the music somewhere else that no other bass player is going to do. Right. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. He's doing oh. it in a very personable personal way, and I feel yeah, it's 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 yeah. beautifully said. Yeah. Absolutely. Kudos. Yeah. It's kudos. It's kudos to to him to be able to actually get to that point. I feel like not a lot of a basis because it's you know because it's our role that we so you know but. Right. But I, in the, with that said, I think we all get to it some kind of point, you know, especially when once when people start to gravitate towards what you do, mm. you do it in your way. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, you know, so, uh, yeah. And especially for the times that these, these, the, that, he, that he was recording with Andrew Hale, they were really trying to push the envelope anyway. And, and he was along. He was along for he was that. There ride, for it. For sure. Know? Oh, you yeah. Know? Um, what the, the 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 ones and I think what you're about to play a, 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 a recording that kind of start pulling it up. has this mm-hmm. there's recordings with like a Tommy Flanagan and Richard Davis you were where 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 Tommy Flanagan uh, this one was uh, with the trumpet to to cut uh, I forget what it's called a trumpet something it's a Kenny Dorm record oh where uh. where um, well, Tommy Flanagan is playing, and Tommy Flanagan is doing his thing. He's really classical, like just kind of bop, kind of mainstream, and he's like so beautiful, so masterful with okay. it. And then here's Richard Davis. He's he's bobbing in and out mm. of his like mm. boom, boom, and then boom, 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 you know, yeah. and like that rub is making the music like uh, so different. Uh, you know cool. what I mean? Yeah, that's, you know. Oh, anyway, beautiful. So. Yeah, uh-huh. the contrasting mm. styles. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. just hearing that back too, the way that uh, Roy Haynes is playing and mm. interacting with uh, with Richard Davis, it, it's like it sounds like they're walking a tightrope. You know, it's like just no like doubt. you know, is mm. this gonna stay? Is this gonna stay afloat? <laughs> is this gonna? Right. Is this really right. gonna work? You know? And then it just keeps yep. working yep. and it keeps working and it keeps working. I'm just like, oh. Even that choice of what he does in the beginning, where he's playing the thir- he's playing the third sometime in there, mm. but he's playing high. Mm third you know it's not he's playing low you know third of the of the chord change you know it's it was like whoa what, ah. what? wow it's, he kind of he's buried in there somewhere but it's still still the bass roll somehow still yeah, you know what i yeah. mean he's still anchoring it but you know yeah 
that rub. And, I love and it. And of course, he's he, he's uh, very trained too. I mean, he's played yes. playing classical symphonies. He played with some famous yes. famous conductors too. I, I have yes. a little list mm-hmm. here. He's worked with Stravinsky, with Leonard Bernstein, right. Stokowski. I mean, just like yep. amazing. And the list goes on. And he's played with a million mm-hmm. people, Thad Jones, Mel Lewis. The way he vibes with mm. Mel Lewis is incredible, of course. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah, just the, the man, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. <laughs> I love hearing Richard Davis let's, all the time. Let, let's hear some more beauty. Absolutely. This, some more beauty. So here's, here's the last track we've got for Richard Davis. This is from a Freddie Hubbard record called The Hub of Hubbard. And this is without mm. a song. Let's check this out. <laughs> Out the gate. This <laughs> Sincerely sorry for turning the volume down on this one, uh, but for the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and do that. You, you know what? It, I, I'm going to call Richard out on this one. Okay. He, you know, there, there's something to, 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 to playing wrong and strong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. He's certainly doing that. Well, yeah. If you know the chord changes to this, at least the chord changes that, that a lot of the that at least the other musicians were playing, he wasn't actually playing all the chord changes, right? Sure. But his vibe and his presence that he was bringing, yeah. it didn't matter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it almost did, but like, and another thing that Richard Davis could pull off, oh, right? Right, right. Oh. <laughs> because because his vibe and his presence was 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 enough yeah. you know what i mean if, even if the changes were like oh we those that changes <laughs> doesn't matter okay yeah. but it, it, it's still music it's still yeah. so it's so musical mm. that some things you you put to the side because that trumps a good beat a good sound yeah will trump in certain you know you know certain circumstances certain instances <laughs> so i as i had to <laughs> had to call out call out Richard on that one but god yeah you know, just, i mean so much personality in that playing it's yeah, and yeah, and so and much. again fearless mm-hmm. man it's just you talk about the, the, the note choices you know and the chord the chords uh-huh. that that are being implied <laughs> here and then right, and then right. the beat too you know he's yeah I, I mean it pushed a little bit you know yeah same, it was pushing push i mean but at the same time at the same time i think the, the like I, feel, I don't who's playing drums on that i don't even you know. know i don't know and i'm gonna look you that don't know? right okay, up that's so. cool yeah, yeah. I, I felt like he was trying to bring him make sure that he wasn't lagging uh, and then and then it just took off from there also you know gotcha. um, but it definitely know, lit a small lit detail, a fire there. small details small details well thanks for this Lewis great Hayes. listening se- it was Hayes, of Lewis course Hayes. of course yeah 
cool. Thanks for this listening session, Bob. Um, Absolutely. I will. I will have my list next time. I promise, and we'll do this again. I love right? it. Thanks so much, Ruben. This was so much fun. Check us All out right, next time. Peace. Peace.